Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, about the Bible. Jace, Dedeker, how are you today? I'm really happy that we're about to finish a book for the first time. Wow. Oh, you're right. Yeah. The first book. The first complete book of the Bible. Uh Wow. That is a thing that we're doing. That is so exciting. Yeah, because I know we've talked about with this podcast that, you know, some people are going to want to listen from the very beginning, you know, as we read in chronological order. But then some people may be interested in just listening to a book at a time and maybe oh, out of order. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That once we complete books, you know, on our website, we can direct people to, you know, through kind of tagging essentially to be like, okay, if you just want to listen to Job, here's all the Job episodes. Or if you just right. want to listen to Exodus, here's all the Exodus episodes. Oh, yeah. So that's very exciting. It's a milestone. It is. Yeah, seriously. First of many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited to get through more books, but this is the first one. Who, You know what? I never would have guessed that Job would be the first book we would finish yeah. when I'd yeah. thought about this. Because it's, it's a book that like all people raised Christian know about, but like we've said, so few of us have actually read all right. of it. The because whole thing. we were actually just learning recently uh, that Job... Is actually the longest book in the Bible. What? Well, according to my stepfather. Well, that makes which, sense. I believe him. We haven't fact checked that. I'm curious to hear it. Yeah, I fact know. check is, it now, please. Is <laughs> you doing it, Emily? Yeah. Wait, that just says Psalm 119 yeah, is the longest not, chapter of the it's Bible. That's not what looking that's for. Not, what is okay, the longest book? Not what? Psalms. Yeah, there you go. Read that well, one. I couldn't tell, like, was it longest as in the most chapters, longest as in the most words, longest as in right. the most pages? Like, what kind of longest is this? Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Job isn't even on this. Yeah, you're right. It ain't. Well, Wh- which we've one been is- led astray. Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a bullfrog, was a bullfrog. And also the longest book of the Bible in terms of words. Okay, maybe my stepfather got confused with the J words. Oh, uh, yeah. J names. So Jeremiah has the most words. He is full of words. <laughs> Uh, Genesis is the second longest. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought yeah. that Genesis was a real long-o. And then we get Psalms, Ezekiel, Exodus, Isaiah, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Second is- Chronicles, and First Samuel. <laughs> Job certainly feels pretty long. It does feel long. But Maybe it's not most- even going to be the longest at all. Good heavens. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Okay, so of this long, not long book, what are we reading today? The last chunk, right? The last three chapters. Last three. Okay. Job 40, 41, and 42. Wow. So God spoke last time. Yes. Emily, do you remember what God said? Yeah, a lot about animals, which I appreciated, but Uh he was talking about like all of these awesome animals and some not so awesome ones like the ostrich. And now the ostrich <laughs> wasn't very impressive, and it just flapped jovially around. Right. But it could run quickly. Yes, it is very fast. And then also about horses, and how they, like, neighed spectacularly into 
once more onto the breach to your friends <laughs> and you know stuff like that and it okay. basically oh and also a lot about thunder and lightning and stuff right yeah there was a yeah, lot about of well job i mean sorry god spoke to job through the storm it right is. it was ellie who set up oh, the thunder yeah. and lightning that then god spoke from. and god was like no 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 get right. out of here i'm right. the thunder and we weren't quite clear on who god was like putting in their place was I it think all everyone, of them all of was them. it just elihu was I think it's it all Job? of us really oh. all of us humankind yeah. yeah yeah boy yeah goodness gracious so okay what are we drinking today? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I think this is the last of our Sierra Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sierra stock. Nevada series. <laughs> so, for those of you who are getting tired of it, don't worry. Um, and for those of you who own breweries who want to be sponsored by oh, Drunk okay. Bible yeah. Studies, hit us up. Seriously. Um, okay, so I'm drinking a Sierra Nevada Porter. Um, I am a huge fan of porters in general, but what I love about the porter is that Sierra Nevada makes mustard. What? It's flavored by their porter. No, dude, they make. Three types of mustard, maybe more. They make a porter mustard, they make a stout mustard, and they make a pale ale mustard. Also. Wow, that's Whoa. cool. Yeah, they have that them at their good, yeah they have them at the restaurant at the brewery, and it's really really tasty. They Lovely. do like a stone ground porter one too. That's my favorite. Um, huh. Wow. So I love that. Definitely, if you're a mustard fan and a Sierra Nevada fan, go try to find some of this mustard because it's real good stuff. Don't that's they also great. make a chapstick out of oh, the porter? They do. Not of the porter specifically. Oh, they make a hops and mint flavored chapstick, which is great, but then I'm like, hops and mint, so it, it smells like a sobriety checkpoint. Ah! Wow. <laughs> wow. But it's great. It's But it's good chapstick. Like, it's good quality, like a high oil to beeswax ratio. For those of you who don't chapstick. know, Dedeker is not only a chapstick connoisseur, but also an addict. Oh, I should make a podcast about chapstick. I could. Yeah, that I really could. also created some chapsticks. Yeah, back I've in the made day. chapstick of my own and yes. sold it on Etsy. Oh gosh, and I really, so good. when you made chapsticks, I really wanted you to to make ads for them. Mm-hmm. Where you'd be like, I'm not only the owner of Dedeker's chapsticks, I'm also a client. <laughs> it and would like, be true. Do the hair club for men. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm drinking the porter. Uh, right. Yes, I'm. I'm also drinking Sierra Nevada. I'm drinking the amber ale. Uh, and what's interesting about this is that I'm actually not a big fan of of ambers. Uh, I find them boring most yeah. of the time. But this one's actually quite nice. Oh, good. Um, it has sort of a nice. Uh, I would describe it as like a caramely flavor. But as we learned last week, uh, or last, whenever that was, a few days ago, I'm terrible at identifying the flavors in beers. Um, but it's actually surprisingly good. So I'm glad better, you like better it. than me, where I'm like it tastes like a dusty sweetness. <laughs> I actually think that's better. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm like it tastes like pineapples, and it's like, oh no, there's no pineapples. <laughs> like, damn it, no pineapple. That's all right. What am I drinking? A stout, yeah. a West Coast style Sierra Nevada stout. This one is only 5.8 alcohol by volume, which I think would have been better last time because that was like half of the alcohol percentage you were drinking last time. Yeah, with that, that optimum. Yeah. Oh man, that optimum really got me going. Yeah, make a delicious fun. mustard out of that stout too. Ooh, oh. optimum stout. Wait, so there's mustard. a stout mustard, a porter mustard, and a pale ale. And, pale and ale I think they also do a stone oh. ground and maybe some others that are seasonal. Well, I mean, I'm a big fan of mustards just in general. Yeah, so, me too. Right. So that does sound really yeah. good. I used to never do mustard. Same with me when I was a kid. As a kid, I would never do mustard. Weirdos. Now I, I can't put mustard get enough on of it. Fries. Oof, I love it. I best. do now too. Yeah, I'm like mustard and ketchup on fries. On everything. Or like yeah. mayo on fries. Like mayo and mustard. Love it. Yeah. Only if but it's as vegan. a kid, 
with like hot dogs. I thought it was so weird that I people know, put ketchup and mustard. It was like gross. Me too. I don't I would, know how that changed. I would like order at fast food places and ask them to not put mustard on it. Don't do the same. You know, sometimes they'd, really? Yeah, we were meant to be oh. together. Yeah. <laughs> Emily's rolling <laughs> her eyes yeah, so seriously, hard. Seriously, jeez. I mean, I did the same thing, uh, except for I have always loved mustard. So. Oh, really? You yes. always loved it as a kid? Always. Okay. Okay. Wow. I didn't like orange juice. I still really? don't like orange juice. What? Yeah, it's too acidic. It's, it hurts my tummy. It's weird. I know. Okay, I well, this juice. is not what this podcast is about. So <laughs> all of the this is we like. Yeah, you can tell we're hungry. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, totally. Okay. Okay. Well, we do want to remind everybody before we start reading here to, when you're reading the Bible, please read responsibly <laughs> and also drink responsibly. Uh, and remember that you can drink along with us. That's always fun. Or you can listen to us in the car, on your way to work, on your commute. While you're at work? Yes. Yeah, but but don't read and drink and ride in the car at the same time. <laughs> or work, either. Or yeah, work. Probably a bad All idea. Or at the same time. That yeah. would be probably a bad, bad idea. Okay. Just don't do them at the same time. And with that, Job, we are almost done with you. Let's do it. Job 40. 40. Job 40. The Lord said to Job, Will the. Okay, so he, now he's now being he's specific. To Job. The yeah. Lord. To Job. The Lord said to Job, Will the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? Let him who accuses God answer him. And Job's like, That's what I've been asking for this <laughs> like, whole I time. Know. Well, what? Bro? Oh, wait. Oh, he's answering right now. Yes, yes. Then Job answered the Lord, I am unworthy. <laughs> We're, We're not worthy. <laughs> We're not worthy. That's what all him and his yeah. friends are doing. Yes. How can I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth. Repeating a metaphor. Yes. Oh. Because okay. he's clearly not oh. actually literally doing that because he's speaking right now. True. <laughs> um, I spoke once, but I have no answer. Uh, twice, but I will say no more. You've so, spoken way more than well, twice. I think Job is kind of like, uh, okay, I really can't say anything to this. Yeah. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. And again, he says, yeah. brace yourself like a man. Do we have to drink again because <laughs> I of that? Think we yeah, do. God repeats yeah. himself. Okay. God boy, loves oh repeating himself. I will question you and you shall answer me. Would you discredit my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? Do you have an arm like God's and can your voice thunder like his? I mean, it's not a competition. Jeez. Then mm. adorn yourself with glory and splendor and clothe yourself in honor and majesty. Unleash the fury of your wrath. Look at all who are proud and bring them low. Look at all who are proud and humble them. Crush the wicked where they stand. So again, the Lord's just kind of trolling Job a little bit of like, if you're so great, if you know so much, then, then you do it. Exactly. Do it. You try to do all the things that I do. Yeah. yeah. Bury them all in the dust together. Shroud their faces in the grave. Then I myself will admit to you that your own right hand can save you. Uh, that's... Yeah. What? Were you taking that to a dirty place? Yes. Oh, jeez. What? Emily. I mean, he's a man. Oh, jeez. Oh, goodness. Oh, not even... Okay, not even going to give that. That's no. the, any acknowledgement. Okay. You can, you can delete that out of the podcast <laughs> if you want. Look at Behemoth, which I Whoa. made along with you and which feeds on grass like an ox. What's Behemoth? 
Could be a dinosaur, could be an elephant, could Ooh. be a rhino, could be something we don't even know. Is it Godzilla? Could be Godzilla. We we talked about this. We did. Many episodes he did. He ago. mentions, in Job earlier, he I mentions thought. the behemoth and the leviathan. Oh. Right. And yeah. we were like, Wait, What's I thought that, that he was in your in, a little infographic Marshall. <laughs> infographic <laughs> Marshall. You're right. He is. We'll get to that later, though. I don't want to do too many spoilers, <sighs> uh, but we will get to that at the end. I mean, we'll it's, go back. It's, he's going to go into a description of the behemoth if you no, want to try it, to it. guess. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I want you both to close your eyes okay. and envision. Yep. I'm going to paint this word picture here. Okay, here okay look at behemoth, which I made along with you and which feeds on grass like an ox. What strength it has in its loins. What power <laughs> in the muscles of its belly. Mm. Its tail sways like a cedar. The sinews of its thighs are close-knit. Its bones are tubes of bronze. Its <laughs> limbs like rods of iron. It ranks first among the works of God, yet its maker can approach it with his sword. Okay, I think uh, that's the end of the description of the behemoth. Wait, that didn't tell so, me right, anything. So it could be anything. It could be, like Just I said, it could be a dinosaur. bottom half. Dinosaur, hippo, elephant. Really could be anything. Yeah, goodness. All, okay. I, all I learned was about it's like various it's big and strong. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's various very, legs. Very, yeah. Very strong. What you got over there, Jace? I, I got nothing yet. I, I was looking up other translations, but they're all kind of, they all say behemoth. Okay. There's some that... There's... Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's more clues. There's oh, more clues. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, okay. He's talking okay, a little okay. bit about its habitat. Okay. The hills bring it their produce and all the wild animals play nearby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they feel safer on the behemoth? Yeah. Uh-huh. Under the lotus plants, it lies hidden among the reeds in the marsh. The lotuses conceal it in their shadow. The poplars by the stream surround it. It sounds like a hippo. What's a poplar? A tree. Got a tree. Okay. Doesn't it sound like a hippo to you if it's like hanging out in marshes and in reeds? Well, I will say people in Africa apparently are most scared of hippos more than anything else. Hippos kill more human beings per year than like lions or other animals. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. No, they're really dangerous. They're kind of like mama bears where it's like very territorial where it's like they'll they'll get you yeah they will bite you in half yeah uh a raging river does not alarm it it is secure though the jordan should surge against its mouth can anyone capture it by the eyes or trap it and pierce its nose i guess it's true we've never domesticated hippos that i know of capture it by the eyes yeah I don't, I don't know, know what that means. I don't I don't grab know. onto its, its eyes. You know what? Maybe it's like wild nose. horses. Like if you throw a thing over its eyes. To uh, that's just to a fly. Okay, that's just a fly. No, but mask. I've seen people do that. What are you finding, Jace? Can you give us any information? Well, okay. Here, here's all I've got. So, um, it looks it, it's so behemoth is a beast mentioned in Job. Uh, it's suggested identity. And identities range from a mythological creature to an elephant, hippopotamus, rhinoceros, or buffalo. Mm. Some young earth creationists believe it to be a description of a dinosaur. Right. Um, metaphorically, the name has been used for any sort of extremely large or powerful entity. Huh. Uh, any, you know, like monsters or, or whatever. Um, but basically that, just that the, basically no one could, knows. Could be whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's something, all right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna... putting my money on hippopotamus. Okay, um, yours is on hippopotamus. Although he says that his tail swings like a cedar, and I'm like, that sounds like a very big tail. That sounds more like a dinosaur. That sounds more like a dinosaur. Hippos yeah. have little baby tails, right? Yeah, I suppose. It's not so. like its ears wiggle about very cutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, but elephants have little baby tails too. 
Yeah, but they, I think they have longer tails that have, like, the long, like, hair on it. Oh, gosh, this is really More interesting. More like cow tails. So I'm reading about the identity. Um, so since the 17th century, uh, many attempts have been made to identify behemoth. Some think it's a real creature like a hippopotamus or an elephant, rhinoceros, or water buffalo. However, the reference to the behemoth's tail that moves oh. like a cedar oh. presents a problem for most yes. of these readers. Right. Since it, since it cannot easily be identified with the tail of any animal. Um, someone, oh gosh, some biologist suggests that the reference to the cedar tree might be a reference to the brush-like shape of its branches, yeah, which resembles maybe. the tails of elephants and yeah, hippopotamuses. That's what I was thinking. Wow. Um, some have identified the cedar as an elephant's trunk, mm. thinking that um, it might. <laughs> but others say it might refer to the behemoth's penis. Oh, great. So, Great. since the Hebrew word for move could also mean extend. Jeez. Um, okay. Anyway, Jeez. so really no one knows what the heck they're talking about when it comes to this. <sighs> Great. Okay. All right, please continue on. I, that's the end of the chapter. Oh, that's so. it. It's your turn now. That's your turn, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, well, here we go. Chapter 41. Can you pull in Le- Leviathan with a fish hook? Or tie down its tongue with a rope. So now what's a leviathan? Exactly. Now we're on to the Isn't the theory with the leviathan is that it's a crocodile or a A... leopluridon? (laughs) What? A magical leopluridon. A dragon? No, like one of those aquatic dinosaurs. Oh, Like a plesiosaurus. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that leviathan has a similar sort of like... Could be crocodile, could be dinosaur, could be mythological creature. It's a dinosaur, yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Well, like, okay, we'll, we'll get to the description here. Let's read the description first and then we'll talk about it more. Okay. Um, so can you pull in Leviathan with a fish hook or tie down its tongue with a rope? Can you put a cord through its nose or pierce its jaw with a hook? Jeez. Will it keep begging you for mercy? Will it speak to you with gentle words? Probably not. Nah. Will it make an agreement with you for you to take it as your slave for life? So it can't be domesticated, yeah. is what they're saying. Mm. Can you make a pet of it, like a bird? Or put it on a leash for the young women in your house? Oh, God. Okay. Will traders barter for it? Will they divide it up among the merchants? Can you fill its hide with harpoons or its head with fishing spears? If you lay a hand on it, you will remember the struggle and never do it again. Sounds very crocodilian it's to like, me. It reminds me of Jaws. Oh, that, mm. or, or Moby Dick, right? Yeah, Either one, this kind of yeah. like unbeatable mm. water creature. Yeah, yeah. Any hope of subduing it is false. The mere sight of it is overpowering. Mm. No one is fierce enough to rouse it. Who then is able to stand against me? Okay, before we go on from here, change <laughs> the subject there. Chill, God. Well, no, I think that's part of his example, right? It's just being like, mm. you can't even tame Leviathan, which, right, which I, I made. made. Yeah. Okay, that's so, fair. That's fair. Um, I did want to talk about Leviathan a little bit in the context of the history of dragons. Uh-huh. Mm. And that there's some sort of historical debate about whether dragons were originally a sea creature or whether they were a flying creature. Mm-hmm. And that perhaps in different mythologies of different peoples, it existed in different places and that eventually those two sort of legends got combined together. I see. Right, there's different things like that. I was reading about this, that um, this particular Leviathan from the Bible uh, has also been used as a, 
as a metaphor for a powerful enemy like Babylon. I see. Which we'll get to much, much later. Mm. Um, others have interpreted it as referring to large aquatic creatures such as the crocodile. Yeah. Uh, it's also come to mean a great whale mm. um, or sea monsters in general. So anyway, again, like Behemoth, it, it has been interpreted as a lot of different things. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so sorry to continue here. Um, uh, then who is able to stand against me? Who has a claim against me that I must pay? Everything under heaven belongs to me. I will not fail to speak of Leviathan's limbs. <laughs> Going back real quick. I will not fail to right, speak of Leviathan's limbs, its strength and its graceful form. I don't think of crocodiles as graceful creatures. Well, you haven't spent enough time with crocodiles, maybe. I guess not. I don't live in Florida. <laughs> Who can strip off its outer coat? Uh, Who can penetrate its double coat of armor? Sounds very reptilian. Yeah. Like being armored, armored rather than a whale. I don't think or of even like, a shark. But I wouldn't mm. think of any of those creatures as having a coat. I would think of a crocodile as having a coat of armor, all okay. super scaly. Sure. Yeah. Okay. You know, where it's like you try to stab it with your very primitive spear and it's just like, bink. And it's like, yo, bro, yeah. nah. Who dares open the doors of its mouth, ringed about with fearsome mm. teeth? All right, all right. Mm-hmm. Its back has rows of shields tightly sealed together. So I could see this being dinosaur or a crocodile yeah, yeah. or a dragon. Each is so close to the next that no air can pass between. They are joined fast to one another. They cling together and cannot be parted. Its snorting throws out flashes of light. Uh, Its eyes are like the rays of dawn. Okay, this is now we've gotten more dragony. I think it's like a lightning dragon. Oh, you know, like is that a thing? Like, like, a, like yeah, <laughs> like in um, like in, in Legend of Zelda. <laughs> oh no, <Legend laughs> also Zelda. Skyrim. Okay, also Dungeons and Dragons. Also any mythology with Lots dragons of mythologies, in it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, flames stream uh, from its mouth. Oh, wow. That's a dragon. Okay. Sparks wow. of fire shoot out. That's definitely not wow. a crocodile that no. I know of. <laughs> Smoke pours from its nostrils as from a boiling pot over burning reeds. The crocodile oh. of yesteryear. <laughs> Back when they breathed fire. <laughs> yes. Okay, really though, what could this possibly be? A dragon. I think it's a dragon. But A dragon. <laughs> a, a what? A I think dragon? it's a dragon. That's right. my... So my, my, my... I think... Again, God speaking to people in a language they understand. But okay, the but, dragon was a mythology that they understood. Okay, that's what I'm asking: is do you think it's like we have this mythology of the dragon, or we think that dragons actually existed at some point, and that's what they're referring to? I don't think that distinction matters. Well, fine. No, I mean I don't. I'm sorry, I don't mean that to be sassy. I just mean if these people believed it, that's all that matters. Okay. Right, like we believe in a lot of stuff that we've never seen with our own eyes. Like what? Like the fact that the Earth is round. Sure. Or the fact that like where we are in the solar system. That someone could use that as a metaphor to help us understand another thing. Okay. Even though we've never seen those things with our own eyes. But we understand them to be true. Okay. I'm sorry, am I being too... No, or that God exists. <laughs> too pastory here? <laughs> I think you're being a little pastory here. All right. All right. God's blaney, if you ask me. Well, how else would you explain it? I I just, I don't know. I I don't know. I guess this is a bigger like mythology question because it's like mythology rarely comes just out of nowhere, you know? Like usually there's some kind of seed of truth behind mythology that gets retold and revisited and telephone gamed throughout <laughs> the years. Yeah. And so I don't know if that is my question is like, well, how, how would you come up with the mythology of a creature breathing fire? Well, 
That's a great question because... Just in general. The weird thing about dragons is that they exist in so many cultures. Exactly. Yeah. Right? They exist in Asian cultures and in European cultures and African cultures Mm -hmm. and like all over the world. There's a dragon. And sometimes it looks different in different cultures, but like this kind of concept of a dragon. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Where does that come from? But, that, but that's my thing is it's like a lot of things could be interpreted as being dragons. You could be like, see an elephant and be like a dragon. Or you could be like <laughs> a manatee and you'd be like a dragon. But, uh, but yeah. that specific thing of a creature breathing fire, yeah, that's that what I want to know is yeah. like, where did that come from? Was that just a flight of fancy of someone who was like, it'd be real the cool? Bible. Or, yeah, like, I don't know. That's what I want to know. I, I've heard an interesting theory that it has to do with like, like the theory of like genetic memories. Yes. That like our our genes and DNA can carry memories from our ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've heard a theory that that comes from if you're going to go with the theory of evolution, comes from a time when we were much more primitive creatures and like birds coming down and like eating us up. Oh. That there's like that's still in our DNA memory, and so wait, we've like culturally like that far back as in like when I was in a, when we were like with evolutionarily tyrann- with uh, trice with <laughs> what are they? <laughs> Uh, a triceratops? No, no, a pterodactyl. 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 Thank you. Or a pteranodon. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Um, okay. Sorry, we've gotten off track yes, here. Yes. Let's go. Um, smoke pours from its nostrils as from a boiling pot over burning reeds. Its breath sets coals ablaze, and flames dart from its mouth. Strength resides in its neck. Dismay goes before it. Ooh. The folds of its flesh are tightly joined. They are firm and immovable. Its chest is hard as rock, hard as lower millstone. When it rises up, the mighty are terrified. They retreat before its thrashing. The sword that reaches it has no effect, no, nor does the spear or the dart or the javelin. Iron it treats like straw and bronze like rotten wood. Arrows do not make it flee. Sling stones are like chaff to it. Mm. A club seems to it but a piece of straw. Wow. It laughs at the rattling of the lance. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> its undersides are jagged pots. Pot shards. Pot shards. Pot shards. Pot, pot, shards. pot shards? Yeah. It says pot, pot shards. Here. I know, but it's pronounced more pot shards. It's an archaeological okay. thing. Okay. Well. Its undersides are jagged pot shards, leaving a trail in the mud like a threshing sledge. I don't know what that is. No, me neither. Sides are jagged shards. Leaving a trail in the mud like a threshing sledge. Well, threshing is threshing, uh, like slush, threshing, threshing wheat. wheat. Yeah. yeah, a threshing sledge. I guess like the sled that a thresher is pulled on. Oh yeah, well, yeah. The, not yeah, yeah. sledge, sledge. Well, sledge and sled are are cognate with each other. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to go I somewhere. Know, I thought that. you had a rebut. No a rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it makes the depths churn like a boiling cauldron and stirs up the sea like a pot of ointment. It leaves a glistening wake behind it. One would think the deep had white hair. Uh, 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 oh, okay. So it's in the water and leaves like white water okay. behind it, I right, guess. All right, it Like churns and, and mucks up the water. Like okay. a motorboat. All right. Yeah, like a motorboat. <laughs> Nothing on earth is its equal. A creature without fear. It looks down on all that are haughty. Haughty. It is king Snooty. over all that are proud. Snotty. That's, that's the end of, the that's the end of 41. All right. So, all right. I, I feel like 
God kind of got distracted by how awesome the Leviathan is. <laughs> he did an entire chapter on the it's, Leviathan. Yeah. Literally an entire chapter. An entire one on the Behemoth, too. And I'm really... I'm really surprised that these are like the last two chapters of this book are all no, about describing the, the these right. two penultimate chapters. The two penultimate chapters are talking about describing these two creatures. Wow. I just got a thing about a free prayer guide, but I'm not going to do that. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just reading a little bit here that, that within Judaism, which let's keep in mind, all these people were Jews. Yes. Uh, later Jewish sources describe Leviathan as a dragon who lives over the sources of the deep. Um, and who, along with Behemoth, um, will be served up to the righteous at the end of time. Served up? Like to eat? Yeah, I think so. So in the Book of Enoch, Leviathan's a female monster. Oh, That's important. And Behemoth is a male monster. Great. Uh, So the the Leviathan lives in the water, and the Behemoth lives in the desert. Uh, This is definitely sounding very Legend of Zelda to me. No, I know. I'm like, (laughs) the Behemoth is that thing in the desert that like... Thrashes around the sand thing that like jumps up and kills you in one hit. Wow. Uh, Oh gosh. Okay. So uh, uh, the Jewish midrash. I I don't know what that is. It's a biblical exegesis by ancient Judaic authorities using a mode of interpretation. Blah blah blah. They contain early interpretations and commentaries on the Torah. The midrash held that God originally produced a male and female leviathan. Uh, but lest in multiplying the species would destroy the world, he so he slew the female, reserving her flesh for the banquet that will be given for the righteous. What on the advent of the Messiah? What? So there's like a lot of other mythology about these about creatures that, these that are creatures not in the Bible. Well, I am vegan and I don't uh, adhere <laughs> to this. <laughs> but m- what, Dedeker? Because more importantly, we have Job to get through. Okay. We ready? This is it. You're oh my bring goodness! Us, bring us home. Job forty-two. We never have to Here read any go. more Job ever again after Job. this. Job, we done. The first header for this chapter is Job. Just it's a Job. two-header chapter. Oh. oh, so the first header is just Job. Okay. Okay. Then Job replied to the Lord. <laughs> I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked. Who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand. Mm. Things too wonderful for me to know. Mm. You said, listen now, and I will speak. I will question you, and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. What? Oh, I, I, I don't know. Okay. I think Job's owning up to I've probably questioned God more than I should have mm, or like yeah. complained about my situation more than I should have. And so I'm going to repent of that. Uh, okay. I think. Well, also remember, God's been speaking and we were like, yeah, Job and all his friends are peeing themselves yes, and, and like trembling and yes, terrified. Yes. So, so Jorb, J- Jorb, Jorb, Jorb is like, sorry, I'm Jorb. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Epilogue. Oh, dear. Okay. Okay. All right. After the Lord had said these things to Job, he said to Eliphaz, the Temanite, I am angry with you and your two friends because you have not spoken the truth about me as my servant Job has. What? 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 Bro, like, chill, chill. No, but like, 
I've been team Job this whole time, so I'm like, yes, God, that's right. Points to Job. Okay, hang on. He hasn't said anything about wait, Elihu. wait, wait. Whoa. So now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourself. What? What does that mean? Like uh, burn these rams? Yeah, he's like, you need to sacrifice these bulls and rams and and. That was part of the the Jewish you tradition. Would, yeah, at the time. I'm not happy about this. I know. I know he'd pro- sorry, he's asking them. He's probably like, make a sacrifice, and you'd probably. I think the implication here is also that like you make the sacrifice, you burn the offering, and like the meat that's left over, you you give to Job. My servant Job will pray for you, and I will accept his prayer and not deal with you according to your folly. Oof. Oof. Gosh, you have not spoken the truth about me. As my servant Job okay, has. God's repeating himself. I think we drink for that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Take we drink, drink for that. Not, you've not spoken the truth about me as Job has. Yeah. Because he was just putting Job back in his place. Yeah. Too, which is interesting. I know. But I, I guess Job was on to something. I suppose. Even though we kind of overstepped. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. God I'm works in confused. mysterious that is, ways. That yeah. is true. So Eliphaz the Temanite, Bildad the Shuite, and Zophart the... Zophart? Zophart? Did you just say? Yes. <laughs> Zophar the Namathite. Namathite? 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 Tight? Did what the Lord told them. <laughs> and the Lord accepted Job's prayer. Okay, so he did, he forgave them. That's nice. Because Job interceded. Yes. Okay. Job is like, whew. After Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. (laughs) Wow, that's a good investment. That is a really good investment. Okay, Job, chill. It's going to be all right. All his brothers and sisters and everyone who had known him before came and ate with him at his house. They comforted comforted and consoled him over all the trouble the Lord had brought on him. And each one gave him a piece of silver and a gold ring. <laughs> he had a lot. Of, he was so they all coordinated. All blinged out in his gold <laughs> rings. Yeah, wow. The Lord blessed the latter part of Job's life more than the former part. And he was already very well he was, off. Yeah, he was a very rich man. Well, yeah. look, listen to this. Yeah. He had 14,000 sheep. 6,000 camels, a 1,000 yoke of oxen, and a 1,000 donkeys. And he also had seven sons and three daughters. So it's all fine. You replaced him. You replaced everybody. The first daughter he named Jemima. The second, Kasia. delicious syrups. No. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. Chase, no. The second, Kezia. Keziah? Keziah. And the third, Karen Hoppuck. <laughs> <laughs> the Karen. K- Karen. Hop- Karen Hoppuk. 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 I like that the daughters are getting more screen yeah, time. Yeah, that's here. surprising. They're not actually. like these 15 sons named these things. They, uh-huh. they talked about the daughters. Yeah. yeah. Nowhere in all the land were there found women as beautiful as Job's yeah. daughters. Okay, still, now so they've ruined it. Now they've ruined it by yes. how beautiful they are. Yeah. And their father grant, granted them an inheritance along with their brothers. Okay, well, that's in. nice. Okay, all right. All thank right. you. Thank that's you. That's big, though. I know, I know, right? That he didn't just like give them away. Yeah. yeah. He gave them an inheritance. Wow. After nice. this, Job lived 140 years. He saw his children and their children to the fourth generation. Wow. And so Job died an old man 
and full of years. <sighs> wow. End. We Gosh. did it, guys. We did it. <sighs> wow. Okay. Okay. So, M, okay. Full of a blustering wind, though. What's What's your impression on how this book ended? Do you feel oh, satisfied? Do no. you feel do you have questions? I'll like, never be satisfied. <laughs> do you feel like what do you feel? Do you feel like it was justified? Like No. No? It wasn't justified. Even God was like, I better talk about like my sick, awesome beasts. <laughs> because I don't got <laughs> a lot to, find to say right now. Fantastic beasts and where it's to true. find and them. And Satan never came back, like You're right. Yeah, we I did, did expect I expected that. we never that. followed up on the bet. Mm-hmm. Really? I guess the point was that, like, Satan was like, yeah, okay, this has gone really far. I guess I can't, like, talk anymore. Yeah. 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 Satan was out, like, hours ago. He was like, I didn't know there was going to be so much talking involved. (laughs) Exactly. Satan was like, you know what, God? I thought this was going to be a one and done. I've got other things to dishevel. I've got to (laughs) go. To dishevel. Satan is dishevel. Other bets to make. I got other wheeling and dealing to do. Yeah. But. Okay, huh. so y'all knew that, like, Job was going to get his repentance in the well, end. Yeah, yeah, I knew that God was going to, like, restore all his stuff again. Yeah, that's but... the only part I knew. Yeah. Which was a tiny part of It's a of very tiny book. part of the book, yeah. Which, yeah. again, is like a lot of my experience growing up with these stories, was that you got, like, tiny parts of stuff were made into big things. Mm. And then huge swaths, like, literally this entire like brushed book. over. We're just sort of skimmed over. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, God was like, oh, Job is the one who was right. But I'm like, but his friends kind of had points as well. So why isn't everyone yeah, it's not, in your good graces, God? Again, I'm still more, in, like, I feel more complete with Elihu rather than with God's conclusion that, like, Job's okay and I'm angry at his friends. Unless it's like I'm angry at your friends for not being supportive. Like, I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know either. So I'm looking back at our little infographic here. And what this one is, is talking about in this section is that that Job does retract and repent when okay. God talks. So it's mentioning that's like... Oh, right. So that's when he's like, I... You're I, right, God. I shouldn't I despise have... myself and I repent with... Right. Okay. So, so... So what this is saying is that when God says, Job has spoken rightly about me... What this is saying that he's referring to is that he's the honoring last thing that he, he said. Well, that he's honoring Job's struggle, Job's honesty through his struggle, and Job's prayers to God being in earnest. Whereas the friends were kind of more like we accused them of being a little showboaty, okay, and being a little bit like, oh well, Job must be your own fault, uh-huh. or like that, yeah. just that they were kind of making it about them versus Job mm. rather than. Like the honesty Job had toward God. Uh, anyway, that's that's kind of what it feels like. This is getting at. Okay. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? I guess that makes sense. I suppose it feels like we lost the plot a little bit about how it started out about is Job going to curse God or not. And then it wasn't about that. And then at it all. really wasn't about yeah. that. It was more, and that's not necessarily bad because it opened up all these questions about you know right. is God a just God? Why does He allow good things to happen to? bad people and vice versa, you know. Because but it, it gets into random bets with the devil. But I feel like, okay, when I was in Sunday school and Christian elementary school, the way that this story was always summed up to me was just like, yeah, you know, God and Satan make this bet. Uh, Satan and God cause a bunch of bad things to happen to Job. 
that the main drama is like, is he going to curse God? Is he going to curse God? Is he going to curse God? He doesn't. And then he's rewarded. Okay. Like there was no real exploration of these deep questions. It'd be fair. It's like, how do you tackle these questions in elementary school or Sunday school? Like I get it, but. So basically it's just like the point is that he doesn't renounce God. I suppose at least that's how it was sold to me. Although I think the point is actually much richer and more interesting, really that it brings up a lot of questions that ultimately don't really get answered. Um, that's what I was going to go with, is that I feel like in Sunday school, they were more concerned about, like, the Bible has all the answers, whereas maybe in reality, at least based on this book, the Bible has all the questions. Yeah. Mm. Right? And not that that's a bad thing, uh, but, like, yeah, this doesn't give us very clear, definitive, like, here's an instruction guide, here's the yeah. answers. It's like, no, let's debate this, and then you try to understand it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is very different from how the Bible was at least presented to me as a kid and how I see it presented to people in like Christian outreach stuff. That's it's, what I was talking about yeah. on the last episode. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think it's important to be kind of trying to struggle through this as lay people is that, yeah, because it's often presented as like, it's really clear. It's cut and dry. Like, this is the word and mm. this has all the answers. Yeah. When it's like, maybe some of it doesn't really have all the answers and has more questions that are valuable, but it's not like... This is the instruction manual. Yeah. And I guess I would argue that the people writing it didn't think of it as an instruction manual either. Yeah. And that that's a much more recent sort of sales pitch tactic (laughs) that uh, fundamentalists have come up with. I mean, I appreciate that we got through it, that we we did the (laughs) slog. Well, and it was interesting. It was really fascinating. Beautiful at times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. I'll give it that. And, uh, (laughs) You know, we learned something. We learned that God will do bets to show <laughs> Satan how much his people love him. Yeah. And that is the kind of God we're dealing with, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm interested to see how he acts yeah. in other stories with other people. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, now we're going back to Genesis again, which is going to be a totally different style of storytelling. Yep. Not yeah. as much of this like deep, introspective, back and forth philosophical debate and much more, I guess, historical or much more yeah. legendary feeling text. Yeah, a little bit like the the a lot more will happen in a lot fewer words <laughs> right? because yeah. it's more like recounting a history yeah. rather than spending a whole book just chatting with some dudes. And being poetic. Yeah. Mm. It'll be interesting. I think there will be some other books that are a little more like Job. Yeah. But at least my impression is that the majority of the Bible is more like the histories, like yeah. in Genesis. But but we'll kind of see. I think we'll get a variety. Well, I'll miss you all till then. <laughs> it's been a good ride. Yeah. Thank you, Job. All right. Thank you, God. Also, please check out our bonus episodes that we're going to have where we try to get a little more understanding on Job as well as a little more context about Genesis. Those are only for our Patreon subscribers. Sayonara. Thank you for joining us for Bible Study today. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including bonus episodes, new series, guest interviews, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. Find us on Twitter at DrunkBibleCast on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Emily Matlack, Jace Lindgren, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our theme song is Book Club, 
by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the The The. The theme song for the Book of Job is Agnus Dei X by Kevin MacLeod. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. You know